information from one neuron flows to another neuron across a synapse. And guess who's back? Synapse is back. This is episode number 24 after almost one year. Unfortunately, it was one year since uh, the last episode, but we're back, full strength, and a new, nail- uh, a new lineup, actually. And we have... Uh, how, how, how should we be calling you? Yeah, I think Olaf is good. Olaf. Yeah. Okay, Olaf is going to be with us from now on on Synapse. <laughs> this is the comeback of Synapse. And we have a very interesting show today with some news. And at the end, it's going to be great with an interview. Interview and I think a concert review as well. Yeah. So uh, before uh, we continue with the news, we have to remind you that you can come to the website. Click on the right side. There's a, a button where you can send us also a voicemail. You can contact us directly there. You can go to facebook.com slash darkmindradio. And the same handler is for Twitter, for uh, I think anything else. For everything, yeah. Everything. <laughs> so get in touch with us and let's go with the news. Okay, let's start it. Anathema, premiere a new song and announce a new tour. Okay, so we have Solstafir sharing a new song. Gabriel Negru Mafa, unfortunately, dies from the band Negura Bunjet. And then we have a surprise with Ajatara coming back in 2017 and premiering with the new video. Mastodon is releasing a new album, or actually, by the time you are listening, it was already released. And at the end, we have the concert review and interview with Children of Bottom. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Some interesting headlines, and let's start with the first one, Anathema, which is uh, premiering a new song. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people that are big fans of Anathema and are actually expecting the new album. And, well, actually, were uh, two uh, news that they released, which was the first song, and the song is called The Optimist, and they also announced a new uh, European tour, to be uh, supporting the record of uh, uh, the new record. And they, this tour, they're going to do with uh, the band Alcest. I mean, that's a bit surprising for me, but... Yeah, why? Di- diversity is good because I, yeah. I, I've, I've never put Alcest and Anathema in the same musical bucket, let's call it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Not at all? <laughs> no, actually. Okay. Because I've never been a big fan of Anathema. Well... Even. Daniel Kavanagh uh, declared that uh, he, he, uh, he was... Uh, here we present the song Springfield. It's actually the song that closed our own unforgettable Wembley gig with Opeth. And it seemed to be a track that just fell into place without much effort. It seemed to do itself... Uh, the song forms part of the narrative that runs through the Optimist album. And it's a narrative that begins where a fine day to exit uh, left off. So the album is a full journey, according to him. And the songs are a little bit ambiguous, and there is no right or wrong way to take them. Make of them what you will. And I'm sure that the fans and everybody will make whatever they want out of them, because there will always be good critics and bad critics yeah, uh, when it comes to Anathema. Because and they've never been lacking fans. Let's, let's face it, Anathema yeah. was always big as a band. Yeah, they were big as a band. 
and either you hate it or you like it or you ignore it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I, I chose the latter because it was never my style. But now with the uh, uh, with the story that they're they're telling right now, that they're ending their previous album a little bit, uh, they're leaving it a little bit ambiguous, and they start the new journey with the new with the new album, trying to tie it all together. Okay, make makes it seem a bit interesting. Even though I don't like them, I think I've listened to all uh-huh. of their albums just to to be sure that I still don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a fan of Anathema, you should send us uh, your comments about it and what are you expecting from the album. Okay, so we have next. What do we have next? We have Sol Stafir sharing a new song for us. Uh-huh. So they shared a new track. This, call, this time it's called, uh, excuse my Icelandic. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Blajal or no, Blafjal. 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 Yeah, something uh, like that. So they're releasing a new album on the 26th uh, through Seasons of Mist, of course, where they've yeah. been... For quite for some time already. Really, really long time. And... Uh, yeah, I, I, all I can say is I really like the song. I'm, I'm, I've always been a big fan of Soul Stafir. Uh-huh. And uh, the release of a new album is a really good news for, for, for me and I think for all the Soul Stafir fans out there. Because they're such a, such a good band coming from such a small country. I mean, the country itself, it's big, but uh-huh, uh-huh. there are so, so few people there. It's amazing how, how much quality of music that they can put out. And uh, they are coming also during their tour to Romania, right? Uh, I'm not sure. No, I'm you're not sure. To say that. <laughs> but well, yeah, I know, I, I know I they are going to do a tour and they're going to be supporting the album. So yeah, that's true. They have they have uh, having plans before. I know that they're coming, but I'm, I'm uh, at this time I'm really not allowed to say at which uh, at which uh, venue or if it's a gig or if it's a, a big festival yeah. just know that they're coming to Romania this year yeah. uh, just be surprised <laughs> yeah. well if you are not from Romania disregard the information and check or, out their website because they will be adding more dates and tours uh, very very soon or for, you can come for, to Romania <laughs> or you can come to Romania when we know when it's going to be we just know that they're going to come but we don't know when so yeah that's true uh did so, you did you had a chance to listen to the song the new song? Yeah, I, I mean I'm I'm a soul stuff here addict, so <laughs> everything that comes out I have to listen to it and I dissect everything and every note and oh it it's it, it's something that soul stuff here actually um, uh, how how yeah. should I put it we uh, it's something that soul stuff here made us expect with every album that they that they do they, they keep it true to their sound but. Um, trying to reinvent their music and not trying to be boring with, uh, with linear structures. They, it's a really ambiguous style of music. And I think that's the, the main thing that attracts uh-huh. me to soul stuff here. Okay. Uh, then let's move on with the next news, which is, uh, a sad news. Yeah, this is it was a big surprise. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I never expected to read this. But uh, Gabriel Negro Mafa died uh, on the 21st of March. Uh, the news were starting to explode everywhere. Uh, and, well, that what can we big, say? It's, it's tragic. I it's, mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just got out from the 
Children of Bottom concert, really hyped seeing yeah. the concert. And then my phone starts ringing like crazy because I had it turned off. And everybody's like, yeah, Negrodai, Negrodai. And I was like, how the hell did that happen? Because one day before, I checked with a friend to see what the tour dates are for Negro Bunjit. And they had a huge tour plan. So North yeah. America, Pacific, yeah. Asia. It's it's devastating. And uh-huh. th- this man made a lot of... Um, a lot of effort to put Romania actually on the map with the uh, with the music that he made. I mean, yeah, I, I think he was one of the the, the flag bearers that. I, I think the he and uh, Negura Bunjet were one of the really exploding bands from Romania to the world. That's true. I, I believe. Uh, first, uh, if somebody's fan of uh, started as black metal band, you would identify immediately Negura Bunjet, and you would say, "Well, Romanian." Yeah, that's true. I think I, I felt a really big sense of pride, uh, pride when uh, when I saw that uh, some years ago they were uh, announced to play at Vacan Open Air. Yeah, because we we had constant contests for bands to qualify to play at Vacan Open Air, and to see uh, a band being acknowledged uh, on that yeah. level that they get invited to play that that was a huge honor for, for I think for every metalhead in Romania. Mm-hmm. And Tibor Kati, uh, the guitarist and lead singer now of uh, Negura Bunjet, announced that uh, uh, Gabriel uh, Negru Mafa died. And he was 42 years old. And um, uh, he declared that the main reasons of his tragic and sudden death still remain unknown. Uh, I don't know if now, uh, now they have announced uh, yet it, the it, main reasons, but it seems to be was a heart attack. Something like that I understood as well, but the, let's call it the comforting thought is that he died in his sleep. So yeah, that's uh, yes, and well, uh, they were still working in this trilogy. Yeah, that's true of the albums. So now the question remains: is uh, the remains is if Negro Bunjit will finish without uh, Negro the third installment because they released the first with Tau. And the second one, which, um, yeah, I really hope uh, that they do that uh-huh. because I think it would be a great homage to pay for, for the man that was Negru. Yeah. Even if he decide to, to not sing anymore as Negro Bunjet, I, I, I would like it if they would continue the trilogy, uh, just bring it to the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get some closure, finish with this last album. Why not Still bring as, some old members back exactly. and try to, True. to to patch up some old wounds? I, I do believe that uh, probably that would happen if they are asked. I think that as well. Because after the split uh, with the guys who later made Dor de Duch, uh-huh. I think there, uh, there were only issues regarding the music. And I, I was never a big fan of Negro Bunjet after they split up. But you have to respect what they did with the music. Of course. And... As you said it before, if you don't like it, just ignore it. But the fact is that the metal community is so uh, uh, well knit together that it's impossible to ignore something like this. Of course, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I would like to see like Solfaur or Hippogramos return to mm-hmm. to play the the final album of Negro Budget. I think that would bring also closure and also uh, heal a lot of wounds there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if the band in a certain moment decides to finish in this moment Negura Bunjit after this release and so on, I think everybody's going to be okay. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they left a, a pretty big legacy. Yes. Uh, the only probably thing that now they will have to check is 
contracts because also now uh, they will have to see how to fulfill those uh, already higher dates for concerts and touring, which uh, it's, I don't know, let's say the bad part of being left behind still. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you still have to deal with all the things that uh, you have still to to fulfill with your record label, with that's true. previous contracts. So. I don't think Prophecy Records will... I think they're pretty laid back um, label and uh -huh. I don't think they're going to have so many problems well, in this regard. The only issue, I don't know exactly because I don't know the extent of uh, mm -hmm. the tickets they have, for example, sold or dates arranged with venues. That's true. And that is economical also yeah, that's true. Uh, problems for the venues, for the promoters. And I hope they can solve this uh, without problems and smooth, you know. That's true. Uh, I mean, a, a beautiful fact that um, is uh, connected to Negura Bunzet, one of the first uh, labels in Romania that promoted this kind of aggressive music was founded just so that Negura Bunzet can release their first album. And I, I, find, I find that really, really amazing. Oh, from, yeah. from what they started uh, and how they put actually Romania on, on the black metal scene worldwide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be missed in uh, in, totally. our, in our community. Yeah. So our condolences to his family, yes. to the band members, and everybody who knew Gabriel Mafa, yeah. Gabriel Negro Mafa. And moving on, we have uh, an interesting news that I couldn't believe it actually, because I, I think everybody knows about Ajatara. And they split. The ba split back up in back in 2012. I never thought that they would come back actually, and suddenly, tan announced. Guess who's back? I find it amazing as well because I grew up listening to Azatara and I, I really loved that band. And I was like, yeah, okay, 2012, no more. And uh -huh. now we see this headline with a new album coming out uh, some, yeah. sometime in May. Yeah, in fact, they released even a new video already. <laughs> yeah, that's which, true. You know, makes you wonder. Okay. Now they announce that they're back. They announce a new album and they release a new video. Therefore, the work the working behind must have started since quite some time ago. Yeah, at least one or two years before. At least a year. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, you you can watch the video if you follow the show notes down there. We're going to have a link for the video, and the name of the new album is going to be Lupaus, and it's going to be released 12th of May 2017. Now, May seems to be a very interesting month for releases. I think it's going to be crazy. So let's start to save money in your pockets <laughs> because it's going to get hard with yeah. so many releases uh, coming out. Uh, it's a good thing that, that shows us that the, the metal community is still up and strong and yeah. still making music and still releasing albums. That, that's really encouraging news for, for our market. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, what do you, the, the few... The, few minutes that we listen from the new song. What do you think about uh, it? It's no, uh, not that Avisatana. black metal. No. It's, it's interesting. Let, let's call it that way. I'm, it's not displeasing because I think I will pre-order the album after the show. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm really curious. But, uh, yeah, it sounds good. It sounds a bit sludgy. Yeah. It sounds a bit... D different, I'd say. Yeah, that's true. It's not a typical uh, Jotter album. No. By far, it's not. <laughs> But it's really nice. It, it has that stoner vibe with with a, bit, a little bit of 
Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. It's it's actually really nice, yeah. Okay. Oh, the news of the And day the news me. that you like the oh. the news for to, for you, yeah. Yeah, so, it's the it's a new album from Mastodon, uh, Emperor of Sand. Uh-huh. The, the the release will be on the 31st of March. Yes. So as as we said before, we we announce a new album but it might be already out when we when yeah, we post for the podcast. Sure. Yeah. Um I've always been a, a a big fan of Mastodon and they always try to have a theme albums. So uh-huh. um I've seen the making of the album and they they talk how they put their grief and their problems in the albums. And if I understood it correctly, this album um is dedicated to the wife of the bass player because uh-huh. she's um she's been diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. So Emperor of Sand is actually a metaphor for the devil because sand uh is a metaphor for time and the guy who who keeps the the sand in his hand is death and yeah it puts things a bit in perspective more. Well, I'm really excited like about Like Carlos this. Castaneda said time is the only enemy that uh, a man cannot defeat. Yeah, that's true. So there's another interesting part that they also re- they have released already like two or three songs out uh and they released a video of the song show yourself it's the that video is brilliant i was laughing like <laughs> crazy i it's unbelievable it's you, from the song show yourself you need to watch that video several times <laughs> <laughs> i i just watch it and you know laugh 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 one after another it's unbelievable it's really really good And this proves that you can still make a good video yeah. with, and don't have to relay or rely in those uh, lyric videos. Oh, lyric videos. We, we had this conversation, I think, two yeah. or three times before. I hate lyric videos. I think it's a cheap way to get somebody to watch a video, but they, they never think that the guys who... Uh, do the animated lyric videos. They still have to be paid, yeah. the animators. So why not make a low-budget real video instead of doing that yeah. karaoke-type video? <laughs> karaoke, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is not really karaoke, but <laughs> that's the problem. And this this video, the, the, the video that they just did, uh, I think it proves that... I don't know exactly how much it was the cost, to be honest. But if we could compare the cost of this video to one of the most elaborated lyric videos that we have seen like opet with a lot of animations and you know cgi i believe that the budget is almost the same yeah but, and it shows that they had fun making the video yeah and i i think it's more pleasing at least for me as a fan to see a video like they mastodon did now than a lyric video yeah, that's true i mastodon did it as well but with uh with once more around the sun with that album they had some Uh, lyric videos but i don't know if it's the label that forces them to do that or i believe it has to do also with the uh, labels yeah probably they are a little because it's the new trend or or yeah. let's say new you know quoting yeah. i think that's one of the reasons of uh, the lyric videos existing nowadays but i don't know if you notice but also that the trend slightly starts to slow down of lyric videos And mostly it's just uh, streaming of the of songs or uh, small um, previews previews of the mm-hmm. whole album, you know, like a couple of seconds, 50 seconds, something like that, of each song. I think it's 30 seconds even, actually. I think Meshuga did it 
really smart because the the labor asked them if they want to do a video. It was the video for New Millennium Cyanide Christ, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where they filmed their video uh, lip syncing and <laughs> air drumming and air guitaring from w- one venue to another, and the singer was having uh, had a pencil as a microphone and yeah. they filmed it with a telephone just to prove a point to the label that they're in control. And I yeah. found that really, really cool. That was really good. Yeah, exactly. And that proves a point not only to the label, for but to everybody else. Yeah, that's true. If you want to do a video, you just need to have some little creativity. You can still do a video even with your phone. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Meshuga has always been creative. I think the first video was them rehearsing in a garage with big TV cameras uh-huh. duct taped to their head. <laughs> <laughs> because there were no GoPros. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or no budget for a GoPro. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that video is so old. I, I, I don't even know that the concept of GoPro was <laughs> exactly. on the market. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was uh, Mastodon and their new album. And the moment of uh, oh. that we have been expecting is... Concert review, an interview with Children of Bottom. And the concert review is because you went to the concert of Children of Bottom in Germany. Yeah, that's true. For, uh, on With this occasion, I would like to, to thank the guys from Nuclear Blast for yeah. for securing the interview. Uh, it went actually easier than I expected. I just wrote them up and I was like, yeah, I'm coming to see the show. I don't need press badge. I just, if you can help me get an interview. And they were like, okay. <laughs> That's that <great>. was it. <laughs> so the the concert was um, uh, actually was part of a tour to uh, to celebrate 20 years since they released mm-hmm. something wild. So it was 1997, and makes you feel really old. <laughs> But uh, they promised that they uh, would play only songs from their first four albums. So uh, something wild, hate breed, follow the ripper, and hate crew death roll. I think so. Mm-hmm. Those were my favorite albums as well. And growing up as w- with Children of Bodom, it it was a concert I couldn't miss. Seeing that I have never seen them before, it was like my Moby Dick. So I, I, I needed to see Children of Bodom. Even if everybody said, okay, they, they pray, play really bad right now live. And I was like, I don't care. So I arrived to the venue. I managed to, to do the concert. I trembled like a fanboy because... <laughs> The, the fanboy came over the, the, did, you the get a di- did you get a diaper <laughs> <laughs> I was some, I think I apologized before doing the interview and I was oh. like if I'm gonna shake excuse me so I, I did the interview with Janne the, uh-huh. uh, the keyboard player and it was really laid back and a lot of fun and he made the interview yeah. easier you uh, see uh, I think this was your first interview right uh, uh, my first interview to, with uh, Dark Mind Radio yeah that's yeah. true Uh, but you discovered in time, in my time, you know, when I was young uh, and without uh, a family, when I could travel wherever I want, I did a lot of interviews as well to big bands. Yeah. And you discovered that actually many of them uh, are very laid back in the metal, in the metal scene. Everybody's pretty helpful. Uh, sometimes you could find certain people in the middle management that are the guys that actually could put you a little stones on the road. But in general, the bands, uh, the members themselves are actually just pretty cool guys. And thanking uh, Nuclear Blast for uh, really letting us have this interview. Oh, as I said, they were helpful throughout the process. And so it's really nice to see uh, 
labels trying to help out uh, people that are invested in the music industry and not being artists themselves to, to try to gather information for uh-huh. the Roger public. So um, it was amazing working with them. The tour manager from Children of Bottom uh-huh. was really helpful as well. So everything went really smooth. Uh, which band was the opener? Oh, that was, after Children of Bottom, that was the highlight for me. Uh-huh. It's a band called Oni. Right now, I don't remember where they actually come from. Um, they play this mixture of progressive with metalcore. And okay. the beauty about it is that they have they don't have a keyboard player. They have a guy who plays the xylophone. <laughs> oh, that, that's actually, look, that's new. That's something I've never seen before. You, when you think about progressive metal bands, you know, uh, it's always a keyboardist, the guy, the genius, the guy making this kind of, but this guy just is a xylophone. Yeah, he has an amplified xylophone and he has four hammers and he hits everything perfect and he had headbangs like I've never seen anybody do it with. Awesome. That's Beautiful, and the show was really nice, really nice from the guys from from Oni. And they will, um, like every opening band I've seen at most of concerts after they finished the show, they were at their merchandise booth and they were talking yeah. to people and really, um, really happy actually to to see the reaction uh, of, of the fans. And I must admit, I I think about everything that I could find from them so i awesome that. i bought an album i bought a t-shirt we, we will have to contact them to see if we can uh promote them and play them also on the radio i think that would be no problem because i think they're under nuclear blast label ah, as well so okay uh and afterwards the the next band was forever still that um, we're actually getting back to the topic that we had with anatema and alces uh-huh because so you had something like Metalcore and then comes Forever Steel, a band I've never heard of before. It's something, a band from Denmark. Uh-huh. Sounds with, more like the typical uh, gothic metal It's something style. like that. Something like Evanescence. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I couldn't stand it. I, <laughs> um, sometimes you hear women um, complaining that you objectify them as uh-huh. sexual puppets. The way that the lead singer was dressed on, on stage, it's... It's the only thing you can think of. Yeah. Like with really tight spandex and a, a lot of skin showing, it's it's no wonder that... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's no wonder that uh, people objectify you. So forever still is... Forever still. Forever still is... Um, we'll stay forever. <laughs> it's actually a big no for me... I know they're going to have their fans and I'm happy for them. And they were also really, really friendly with the fans after the show, also at the, uh-huh. at the merchandising booth. But yeah, it came and went away. So, uh-huh. well, you can see that actually, well, since she's the singer, uh, they're really taking her like the front woman. So they have to show her. And yeah. I think that was part of what the goth metal Part was yeah, that's true about with the front woman. Not uh, everything, but yeah, we are now checking also some pictures from them. Yeah, she's kind of wearing something like a swimming suit with with pants on. One thing that I still don't understand is uh, the this new old fashion of the jeans uh, broken. You know, <laughs> I, I was the other day. I found some jeans broken. I said like, ooh. I'm in fashion now, <laughs> but those are all jeans from like five years ago. 
the more ripped they are, the more fashionable you are. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. And after they, they finished singing uh, All Hell Broke Loose with, with Children of Bottom, uh-huh. I remember there was a guy next to me and he was really drunk and really happy. And uh-huh. he, he told me he's been waiting for this concert since he was a child. And I was like, <laughs> how old are you, my friend? And he told me 17. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I started to think back. Uh, at the time when I started listening to Children of Bottom, I was like, oh, that makes me feel so old. But <laughs> Imagine how I feel. <laughs> if you feel old, I'm the grandpa here. Uh, the show was amazing. I uh-huh. mean, they, they didn't disappoint. Um, Alexi was really involved with the public, with, with the usual thing that he does. Uh-huh. It, it was beautiful. And the sound engineer did his job perfect. I mean, you could uh-huh. hear everything like the the keyboards were were really clear the 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 guitar solos were really really uh-huh were really clear maybe that has to do also with the venue because sometimes the venues has also something to do with that you know sometimes it's sometimes they give a hard time for the engineers that's also true but i think you if you are a good sound engineer you can yeah you, you manage somehow yeah of course you can be a magician at at, at bad <laughs> venues oh but it it was like flashbacks from when I was in high school listening to Children of Bottom and getting some CDs from from people who were living abroad and when they were coming yeah. over, they're bringing us new stuff. So we were always like one or two years behind the trend, but it didn't matter because there was some uh, there was always new intake. And Children of Bottom actually were one of the first bands who really uh, commercialized melodic death metal. So they're, yeah. they're really a, a huge name on, on the market. I would rate it ten out of ten. The concert overall, I, w- I was really impressed. Awesome. I was with a with a friend of mine, and he's a bit older than myself. And it was the first time I think he he did crowd surfing, and <laughs> and the first time that uh, brings back memories. Yeah, that's true. I was like, <laughs> oh, how can it be so old and never been crowd surfing? And uh, some wall of death, and of course he broke his thumb. <laughs> oh, that's good. You yeah. always get something. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. The, the bad part is he, he's a guitarist in two bands, and he has two concerts this weekend. Ouch. <laughs> so he told the doctor to give him extra strong painkiller so that he can pull through the concerts, and I found that really funny. Okay. Yeah, so but- we, he will be a happy person playing. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad the music is not that happy, but yeah, overall okay. it's going to be really happy. <laughs> well, that will be something to watch. Uh, yeah, that's true. Some kind of uh, depressive music, but he's smiling <laughs> and being so <laughs> on the groove there. <laughs> oh, if you have the uh, the chance to, to see this anniversary concert, uh, just go and see yeah. it because there, there's been songs that have never been played live till now. Wow. So it, yeah. it's a really nice experience. Yeah, so you can go check the website of uh, Nuclear Blast. You can go check uh, Children of Bottom website. We're going to put links, like always, in the show notes. So you can just go there, click, boom, and you are there. Yeah. Check if they're going to play near you and don't miss it. Oh, don't miss it at all. It's it's once in a lifetime with, with this lineup. Okay, now we're going to listen to the interview that you got and we'll return after that. Perfect. Sign up. Sign up. So, we are talking to Janne from Children of Bodom. First off, thank you for the opportunity, right? Sure. So, 20 years since the release of Something Wild. Yeah. Uh, with the first studio album from Children of Bodom. So, my first question would be, how does it feel to have an album that came out 20 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
how does it feel to still be active after 20 years in the same band? Right. Um, it, it feels kind of surreal because when we started, um, we, I mean, we didn't even dream of like being active for 10 years or something like that. It just, everything was, we were kids and, you know, we didn't know anything. <laughs> so, but like, yeah, it feel. I mean, it feels really weird to be able to say that, okay, it's 20 years ago since we have been doing this. So, I mean, it's great, but it's still kind of surreal. Okay. Um, how do you see the music industry today in comparison to how it was 20 years ago? Uh, it's totally different. Um, 20 years ago, uh, record labels put a lot of effort to their bands. It made sense for them. Uh, they helped them with their careers. They built, record labels built careers for their artists. Um, nowadays, it, it has shifted. Um, it's all like stream, digital. It's, it's just a one one hit song here and there and, and there's no point for record labels to start building careers for, for bands anymore. It, it, it's not what, what happens nowadays. So it does mean that you really have to work harder than before to maintain originality and to have an impact on this market. Yeah, I, th I think just for like newer bands, it, it would be really difficult nowadays. Like I said, when we started, it was totally different. It was, it was if, you, if you were lucky to get into a good record label, they really helped you build your career but I don't think that happens any, anymore nowadays so so I mean we're still fine because we're such an old band but but for like newer bands I'm, I'm really like I see all the young bands like really struggling because because the music business is so different nowadays I see and why do a tour 20 years later why not the anniversary of uh, 10 years later of something wild uh, well Yeah, I, I don't remember what, what we were touring with when, when, when 10 years passed, but it didn't seem like enough, enough of a long time. I, I think 20 years is pretty, it's pretty crazy, so, so it's better. I think 10 years ago it would have been, the, the idea would have been not, not as well perceived, I don't know. So on this tour there are songs that you have not, uh, have not been played live for 15 years, like Red Light in Your Eyes Part 2. And then we have In the Shadows that has never been played live yeah. before this tour. Yes. Uh, what kind of flashbacks does it spark for the band, if any flashbacks? Yeah, well, it's weird because, you know, I personally, I don't, I'm, I've, I was never a fan of that song, let's say, In the Shadows. But I think now it's really funny to play it live because it's so weird and complex. And we were so young when the song was written that, you know, it, it really shows how... I don't know, it's just so, so different from our music nowadays. And it, it, it's kind of, I like, it, it has had really good reception. Some fans go crazy when they hear In the Shadows. So, you know, I'm like, okay, this is fun. Because <laughs> I thought I'm going to be like, oh, I, don't, I hate playing these old songs. But no, it's been actually, it's been really fun. And how hard is it, uh, is it to play old songs live after all this time? Do you have any practice time or do you just go with the flow and see what comes out? No, no, no. We practiced uh, them before the tour and, and, and we have to because like, like you said, some of them we maybe have played 15 years ago, but some of them we have never played live. So it, there was no, you, I, you can't remember any of those songs. So yeah, we have to, we had to really practice the old stuff. Uh, when you started Children of Bottom, right? Did you ever think that you would become the, the juggernaut, one of the juggernauts that, that would open pathways for, for newer bands because you were recognized for a really, really long time at the biggest melodic death metal act? Mm. Well, no, obviously when we, when we 
uh, recorded the first album or, or any of the first albums, we did not. No, no, we did not realize that you you can't. But 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 you know, afterwards, it's been a, a great honor that some people have have um, recognized us as one of the, you know. Uh, but but uh, but yeah yeah no. When when you're a kid and when you're just playing your first few albums, you don't think about stuff like that, obviously. <laughs> and how does uh, Daniel Freiberg fit in the whole scheme? Did he bring any influences from back when he was playing in Norther? Well, no. I mean, so far as he's just playing COB material, he plays uh, exact how how the COB stuff has been so far. So I don't I don't think there's not much personal uh, musical influence from him. But but as a person, he fits in perfectly. Um, it's really easy and nice to work with him. So. And is he scheduled to be the the next full time guitarist? Yes. Yes. Well, along the years now, it's a bit more personal than. Uh, you were involved in a lot of different projects. So you were in Varmen mm. and you were in Kettipelto, mm. uh, which were more oriented to, towards power metal. Was mm. that something that, that you wanted or it was just how the, the musical juices were, were taking you in that direction? Yeah, um, yeah, I think in a way that this was, yeah, this was also quite a long time ago, but, but um, that like, melodic power metal stuff I, I I already like when I started playing in, in COB I was a fan of Stradivarius because they're those two albums um, uh, Episode and Visions were kind of with, with all the keyboard stuff yeah, I was a really big fan of that type of uh, material and, and um, so yeah that kind of led me on to Cotipeldo and also to Warman because and, and, and yeah but, but then again now times have changed and I would not think myself in, in a lot of power metal stuff right now, maybe, but you never know. Well, since there, uh, we're right now in Germany, what happened to Masterpiece? Uh, uh, the Master Plan? Uh, not the band Masterpiece? No, I think it was Master Plan. Master Plan, that's true, right, sorry. Right. Yeah, no, I, I just did, uh, uh, didn't I just do, I, did just, I just did one album and that's... 2003, yeah. something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Okay. Um, how did you choose your supporting acts? Because all three bands tonight, all three of them play real different. So was that uh, actually the main idea behind it, or no? Um, only we just did a tour in the states, and only was with us, and uh, that worked well. So we, uh, we were happy to bring Oni over to Europe as well. Uh, the middle slot band was this time. We've never had so much problems. We booked a band and then they cancelled because somebody had a kicked. And then we booked another band and then they cancelled because they got kicked out of their record label. And then we booked... And the band, the middle slap band, changed so many times before this tour even started. And then, so finally, um, a record label uh, booked, uh, suggested Forever Still for that slot. And yeah, musically, it's pretty different. Uh, um, but I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, so far, I think the crowds have enjoyed all the bands, so I hope, I hope that's what's going on. Okay. Um, why Britney Spears hit me baby one more time? Because <laughs> it's, it's like the fucking best song ever. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I know that when we were, we were younger, uh, and I know, like, we take our music seriously, but then again, you have to be able to make fun of yourself. I, I've always hated bands who are too fucking serious about everything. 
And then when we were younger, we were maybe a bit more serious, but we were al always had a sense of humor and you always have to be able to laugh at yourself. And then I was so surprised of some reactions of the fans when we recorded the Britney Spears cover. They're like, oh, I'm going to burn all my bottom CDs. I'm going to fucking burn all my bottom shirts. Like, please go ahead and burn all your stuff if you're that fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, you've got to have a sense of humor. Come on now. <laughs> did you receive the same uh, threats from fans from Varman when you did the Madonna cover? Um, no, <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> Um, okay, what's going on in Finland? I mean, there are so many good bands coming from one of the not-so-big countries of Europe, but you keep up putting good bands and good bands. Is there something in your water or you yeah. you eat something special? Right. It's it's funny because I get asked this around the interviews all over the world. Um, and, 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 and only because, you know, all these bands that come out of Finland, metal bands... Uh, I can only say that I think it's because of the, the, the winter is so long and dark so that people are pretty dark and they play metal music. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea for the real reasons. Uh, thinking back that it's been 20 years for, uh, since you released the first album, do you have one favorite album from Children of Bottom? It's it's very difficult when there's so many. It's It's... And, and I've, I've always honestly been like the most excited about the latest album because we've always progressed and we've always done a good job, I think. But um, I think the game changer for me was the fourth album when we uh, cut all the neoclassical stuff out and started doing a bit more, like really found our current sound. So I, I think Hey Crew Death Roll in a, in a way is a, is a pretty uh, important album. That it is. And I have just one question left for you. Yeah. Did you know that if you put your name, Janne, in, into Google Translate, hmm. the word that comes out is tendon? No, I did not know. In what language? In English. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah oh, yeah, Janne, that's right. Yeah, in Finnish. Yeah, that's right. So it really does mean that. No, it's, it's, the A is with dots. Yeah. Janne. So then it means that. That's right. Okay. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sign up. Sign up. Wow. That was fantastic interview. And after this, we finish with the show of today. Uh, I really hope that you like the return of Synapse. And just keep on listening because we have more surprises and more interviews coming up. And we will keep on sharing news, talking about music. If you have comments to do, just share with us everything you need to to say. Uh, Olaf, anything else to add about it? Welcome again to the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for, for having me. Um, yeah, as you said, I think the surprises will, will keep coming. We're going to have more interviews with bands, with managers, with... With, yeah. I, I think with everything we, we, we can uh, get our hands on. If, um, if you're also in agreement with me, there are some bands that I couldn't convince to do vocal interviews, so we yeah. might post from time to time written in the website. Yeah. In the website will be. We can uh, talk about them in the sign-ups, mm -hmm. and you will find a link in the show notes if that's the case. A band that we cannot interview, and we have to put it on the post. Yeah. So stay tuned with us and yeah that's it uh, don't forget check uh, Facebook check our Twitter send us voicemail we're everywhere yeah and we're everywhere 
And if you want to send us voicemail, if you authorize us, you say, yes, we can play my audio on the radio. We will play your comments as well in the podcast. Yes, start complaining that Olaf hates Anathema. <laughs> <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> Thank you, and hopefully we'll be talking to you next week. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Good. All names, sounds, logos, and other related items are owned by their respective trademark and copyright holders. This podcast is a production of Dark Mind Radio. Go to darkmindradio.com to find out more. All rights reserved, Dark Mind Radio 2017.